Here is something really enchanting. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen, and boys and girls? This is Resonance with Chris Michaels, uh, and I haven't been here for two weeks because I have been busy. But now we're going to ride it out throughout the rest of the year with broadcasting brilliance uh, right here via OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. Brilliant, brilliant platform. Uh, so find us, OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. Sign up, start a profile, contribute to the conversation because we always love amazing commentary and that's why you listen to this place uh because we do have amazing commentary so we've i i don't even know where to begin since the last time i did a broadcast which was nearly two weeks ago because the amount of insanity when it comes to this new omicron variant is beyond reprehensible. It is disgusting that these power elites are pumping this thing up to such a level that they are now discussing cracking down on everybody for any reason. I mean, you see the videos coming from Paris. Uh, was it Paris? I think it was Paris. I know it was definitely France. But coming from Paris, uh, the Gestapo are going around into restaurants and asking for everyone's papers. This kind of thing is what the Nazis were defeated over. And here we are in 2021, almost 100 years later, going through the same thing, and almost everybody is perfectly fine with showing their papers. Have we learned nothing as a human species? Have we learned nothing in the social consciousness of being a human? Obviously not. And then you, the, the difference between this time and last time is that there's no direct war. It's not a nation versus a nation. It's not a nation state or a city fighting against another nation state or a city. This thing has been coordinated at the top using dictatorial and tyrannical methods, political methods, to make sure that their agenda is executed throughout the world at the same time. That's why you see all of these lockdowns erupting almost within days of one another. Italy, uh, what Italy, France, Germany. We had people that came out. What's her face? Uh, some idiot, uh, snaggletoothed moron from the European Union, uh, basically came out and said, "Well, we should really do away." with the Nuremberg Codes because uh, we really need everybody vaccinated at once. That's, that's what we really need to... What? 
Why, did, did, am I hearing this properly? We're just going to start removing laws that protect people against human rights abuses because what? Big Pharma wants us to get inoculated? Does, does that make any sense to anybody? Because let me tell you something. You want to know how you can be exempt from getting a vaccine? All you have to do is work for or be a U.S. senator, uh, a House of Rep. You don't have to get an inoculation if you are a White House employee. By the way, there's over 5,000 of those. Uh, if you work for any of the pharmaceutical companies like oh, Moderna, Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, guess what? Anthony Fauci's organizations, the CDC and the FDA, they're not mandated to get any of these vaccines. So why are they mandating the rest of the population to get these things? This is a crime against humanity. And it's even more disturbing that the FDA, through a Freedom of Information Act request, was told by a judge that, guess what? You cannot hide behind a wall of top secrecy like you're trying to do. Because the FDA, after performing a hundred eight days of studying these vaccines, the, the Pfizer, by the way, Pfizer studying those uh, for the first 108 days, the FDA and Pfizer wanted to stonewall the Freedom of Information Act by 55 years. They wanted to wait 55 years before they released all the studies that they did in 108 days. Does that sound right to you? No, that sounds like a top secret agenda, a top secret formula. We know that DARPA or the medical version of DARPA, I forgot the name, I think it's BARPA, BURPA, I don't know, I don't remember. But we know that the medical side of DARPA is involved in creating these things. We also know that Trump had an executive order that basically uh, put the military in charge of creating vaccines and distributing vaccines, in particular, focusing on new methods of getting flu shots into people's arms. Now, doesn't that sound familiar? I know somebody, now this is a first-hand account, well, I don't know if it's first-hand, but it's enough because I know the person. They tested positive for COVID. They went to an urgent care center they asked the person, how often have you seen a positive flu case? And that person's response was, oh, we've, I've seen about maybe two over the past two years. Two people out of two years tested positive for the flu. But now we've got millions upon millions of people that are suddenly testing positive for COVID. Something doesn't add up. Everybody remembers Dr. Zelenko. Dr. Zelenko firmly believes that what we consider the flu, the annual flu, is a bioweapon. And the pharmaceuticals have been throwing this bioweapon on us year after year because they want to make sure that the population numbers stay at a certain level. And so Dr. Zelenko is now investigating this because Dr. Zelenko said the same thing when he was getting patients that tested positive for COVID. He was also testing them for the flu. And those patients that test positive for COVID were testing negative for the flu. So he goes, 
How can that possibly be? Where did the flu go? How could the flu just disappear after we've had a century of propaganda that the flu is going to destroy the world at some point? So he suspects that the pharmaceuticals are behind releasing various flu strains onto the public year after year. And I think he's onto something. I sincerely do think he's onto something. Um, but the problem here is that these people, the power elite, they're moving too fast. They, in, the, in the old days, you had people that put the brakes on things. So if they were trying to enact an agenda on a certain portion of society, they would move too fast. And so the society would go, hey, wait a minute, this, that's ridiculous. We're not going to put up with this anymore. So they would pump the brakes a little bit. Instead of unloading the whole agenda, they would put a piece of it in there. And it was the totalitarian tiptoe. But now they just don't care. They're just unloading everything on us to see how far they can push us without any sincere and realistic pushback. And I think we really should start considering doing that. Because this kind of crap is not going to end. Biden just came out today and said, oh, all the mass mandates for public transportation, they are going to be remaining in place until at least the middle of March of 2022. McAfee's dead man switch. You know, he's got a couple of them across the interwebs. Um, he referenced a February 22nd, 2022 date to get everyone on the planet inoculated with this crap. And that, uh, that seems to be a, a fairly accurate projection because, like I said before, Europe is on the cusp of being locked down for everybody. Canada, same thing. Australia, we know all about Australia. Now they're starting to lock down countries. So there will be no tourists like, uh, I think it's South Africa, Israel, uh, Japan, I think, just went through that. Um, so, and for what? For what? Because this kind of thing, the Omicron virus or the Omicron strand, strain, or if you're Biden, it's the Omicron uh, strain, uh, it's not anything, but there is some sort of higher reference point that we have to observe, particularly what Omicron could potentially stand for. I mean, if you look into some of the esoteric stuff uh, that I'll get into, um, it, it's really the culmination of events. That's what's really going on here, which, you know, if, if McAfee is right, the date, two th uh, February 22nd, 2022, the date is 22222. So, you know, that's if, if we have a reason to suspect occult happenings going on, then I don't know where else to look. Uh, the other interesting thing about all of this, and another reason why I think this is the end game here, um, is because we have had unfettered immigration to the Northern Hemisphere, particularly in the West, right? You have all of these people coming from Africa, and coming from the Near East, streaming into Europe, coming across in boats through Italy, France, uh, up to England, and through Turkey, if you're coming from Syria or Iraq or wherever. Then in the United States, we all know what's going on there. Everybody is streaming across the Mexican border. So 
What's interesting about all of this is suddenly this past week, it was a couple of stories, didn't go anywhere. Um, the north or the yeah, the northern hemisphere, all of a sudden they're starting to put the brakes on immigration. The EU is saying we're not going to accept anybody anymore because we're scared of the Omicron variant. The United States is now saying we want to start looking looking into the remain in Mexico policy that Trump put into place. So the the EU is using the excuse of Omicron to make sure that the people from the south no longer get into their borders. The United States is just saying, oh, it's it's insane the amount of people. We can't handle it anymore. So we need to reinstate the remain in Mexico policy. But that's those are just excuses. Those are just excuses. For some reason, they no longer want the southern hemisphere to be streaming into the northern hemisphere. And I think I know why. And I think it really does, in all sincerity, have to do with what Omicron represents. This is Resonance on OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. I am your host, Chris Michaels. This is Resonance on OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. I'm your host, Chris Michaels. We were talking about the Omicron virus strain. Okay, so what you have to know about that uh, particular strain. Actually, it doesn't even say that strain, but that word, right? It's a, it's a Greek letter. Over the new, the letter new, N-U, because they said, oh, well, everybody is going to make fun of us for saying, oh, it's the new variant. And then they skipped over the letter she, I think that's how it's pronounced. It's spelled X-I because they don't want to confuse anybody by saying it's the Z variant, like Xi Jinping from China. So we don't want to insult anybody over there. Uh, so we just go straight to uh, Omicron. So what is important about that? They don't use that Greek letter in any math equations. Usually they use uh, Greek letters all over the place in math equations, but they can't because it looks too much like a zero either the uppercase or lowercase version of Omicron looks too familiar. So they, they just usually skip over it. But this thing, Omicron, is usually referenced as the omega. So it is the big O, like the big orgasm, like a culmination of events, like an event horizon. You know, like an orgasm, you build up, you build up, you build up. And if you've got somebody with a modicum of talent, you release. That's the climax right there. That's why it's called the big O. Think of what omega is. It is the letter O followed by the word mega, meaning great, meaning great ending, right? So that's why we suddenly see this kind of, this kind of um, symbolism going on here, okay? So what else does that represent? Like I said before, it is the development. It is the ending, the culmination of what they call the great work. The great work, if you're into occultism, is the ultimate blending of the human body, soul, and energy into one form, whether you're male or female. The ultimate form is male and female, which is why you see Baphomet with boobies and a big old rod coming out of his pants. Oh, yeah. But on top of this, Omega is the symbolism, symbol, oh, man, symbolic of 
the apocalypse. That's why you see in Revelations, Alpha and Omega. It is the, the beginning of something, and it is the ultimate ending of something before you go on to a new cycle. And so they also represent annihilation with Omicron. And what else is represented with Omicron and annihilation? It is the dawn of a new era, a golden dawn, a great reset after the apocalypse, after the annihilation. What else is symbolized with the Omicron? It is the, or, uh, the snake eating its tail. I forgot the name of it. I was going to say Ouroboros, but I don't think that's it. But it's the snake eating its tail. It is an O, a letter O, the big O. So that's why I sincerely think they are making this the final push for whatever agenda there is. Forbes magazine, and I, and I ultimately think this is going to, they're going to try to create a new human, okay? And Forbes just came out today and said, oh, your DNA does change with the inoculations, but that's a good thing. Um, I really don't think so. I really don't think if a central banking museum, uh, museum magazine is telling me that, oh, we want to alter your DNA and that's a good thing, I probably will lean into the camp that it's not a good thing. So this is what I think Oncomir is really about. Oops, I just spilled the beans. I meant to say Omicron. If you rearrange the letters, in Omicron, you will get the word moronic. Now, haha, everyone has a good laugh at that. Everyone high fives one another when they say that joke. I don't think it's that funny. But you can also rearrange the letters to form Oncomir. Now, Oncomir is O-N-C-O-M-I-R. What does that mean? It literally means micro-R-N-A. So why is that important? Because all of these inoculations manipulate your mRNA, your messenger RNA. Now, why is Oncomir even more important than anything else? Because Oncomirs are related to carcinogenesis. So how carcinogenic something is, what are the odds of you getting cancer? It's related to malignant transformation, which is how fast cells turn into cancer cells, and it's also related to metastasis, which is ultimately how fast organs turn cancerous. How fast does a tumor develop? So what does this really represent? Oncomere, I suspect, and well, on, uh, Omicron really is code for Oncomere deficiency. In other words, you're going to start to see more and more cancers. Whatever batch they released into South Africa, and by the way, I don't think it's in South Africa, right? All these different strains that come out, oh, it's the Delta, oh, it's the Mu, oh, it's the Omicron. Uh, I don't, I think those are batches. So they never did any control studies. So they just unleashed all of these shots across the world, and they're monitoring it all. So when these new strains come up, and by the way, there's no way to test which strain is which. You can't test for it. The PCR tests are nonsense. In fact, the FDA said we're removing the emergency use authorization for all PCR tests related to COVID 
on December 31st of 2021. So that's a mere uh, 30 days away. Um, so what's your excuse and why did you do the past two years to us using PCR tests, which you knew were faulty to begin with? I'd really like to know that answer. Anyway, Omicron. Omicron and Oncomere, I suspect they, that these batches are going to start to reduce the body's way of countering these tumors. Because if you have a deficiency with Oncomere, then what happens is, is that normal tumors, normal sicknesses that your body is more than happy to regulate and fight against goes out of control. What else does this sound like? This sounds exactly like HIV AIDS because it's an immunodeficiency disorder, right? An autoimmune deficiency disorder. So what happens is, is that normal viruses that you wouldn't even know you had suddenly become a problem. Uh, hepatitis, which a lot of people have, not me, thankfully, but a lot of people have, you know, cold sores, things like that. They're going to start becoming real problems because everyone's immune system has essentially been demolished. So that's why you're going to start to see another push for vaccines every two or three months. Fauci today said if you've got uh, the Pfizer thing, then you need to get a booster within six months. If you took the Johnson & Johnson, you need to get a booster within two months. So they want you to get a vaccine. They're going to average it out probably every three months. So that's the angle that they're going down. But this Oncomere thing, Another, another interesting thing that we see here is that the first couple of people that came out and said they got on uh, the uh, Omicron variant, they were triple vaxxed. So what does that mean? It means that triple vaxxed people are now spreading COVID or Oncomere or Omicron. You're going to now start to see in immunocompromised individuals, people that took at least two inoculations, you're going to start to see a communicable version of cancer. You're going to start to see an explosion of tumors in people, and nobody is going to talk about it. This is the final end game, the real push that they're going for. They want the population reduced, and they've got a February 22nd 2022 deadline to make that happen for whatever purpose working for whoever we don't know but we do know that the people in charge these bureaucrats like dr fauci and dr burks and all the arrests and people like joseph biden and kamala harris we know they don't speak for us and we also know that they are the ultimate ultimate salespeople for big pharma and eugenicism. This is Resonance with Chris Michaels via OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. This is Resonance via OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. I'm your host, Chris Michaels. We do this every single Wednesday night from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can go to OnTheWakeUpRadio.com and listen to past episodes and you can also find me and my other podcast at Last Call with Chris Michaels. I'm on everything. I'm on Spotify. You can do a Google search, Last Call with Chris Michaels. You can find me anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcasts on. 
And also, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, Last Call Caravan. Uh, I'm a little bit more salty on Twitter than I am on Instagram because I'm only one man. Yes, that's right, man. Uh, and I, I, I'm not a social media person. I think it's boring. I think it's a waste of time. I'd rather be doing other things. And I really wish uh, I made enough money so that somebody could pay or I could pay somebody to do all of my social media nonsense because that's what I'd really love uh, for this Christmas. But before we go down that road of me bitching about first world problems, we've got Ghislaine Maxwell. So Ghislaine Maxwell is finally on trial, and we find out a lot of things in this trial. The left media, uh, which is basically all of media, they're not even talking about anything. They're not even bringing it up. The only thing that they've brought up in the past two days is when uh, the pilot, Visosky, uh, what's his full name here? His name is Lawrence Paul Visosky Jr. He was hired by Jeffrey Epstein in 1991. I remember seeing people like Bill Clinton, Prince Andrew, and also Donald Trump. Now, that is where the left-wing media is going to clamp down on everything. Oh, see, he remembers Trump. We knew all along that Trump was a pedophile rapist. Um, this is not a new story. Everybody knows about this by now because this broke years ago. I think it broke in 2016 or something like that when they first tried to run this up the flagpole. And it was found out that Trump took a flight with Epstein, I believe, on the Lolita Express. Uh, from Florida to New York. He wasn't going to an island anywhere. He was not going to Florida. But that doesn't mean that Trump is innocent. All I'm saying is that this story is a non-starter. It doesn't matter. It's old news. Now all we have is somebody that verifies the claim that everyone knew about already. So, okay, big deal. He also says that Ghislaine Maxwell was lady of the house and was involved in every detail of Epstein's life. And they even brought up how Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein had a very flirtatious, romantic relationship. It was more personal than it was business, even though obviously Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein were Luciferian pedophiles, clearly, uh, when they were luring in 13-year-olds, 14-year-olds, 15-year-olds, and they were finding down-and-out families, broken families that these kids were coming from. And they were setting them up with high-paying elite customers like Bill Clinton, like Les Wexner from Victoria's Secret. You know, you know that there, uh, things are going to start to come crashing down. Have you paid attention to all of the resignations this week alone? this week, between Monday, Tuesday, and today. You've got Jack from Twitter stepping down. You've got some clown from Walmart stepping down. Have you seen the amount of Democrats that are not going to be running for office again or retiring? It is staggering. This week alone, 22 Democrats, whether that's House of Reps or governors, 
said, we're no longer going to be seeking re-election and we're going to be retiring. That's a message. They're sending a message to say something's about to happen. I'm going to quit before this really gets messy. So you have to look at all of these resignations and see if you can come up with something. Now, the other part of this is that she found down and out families. She rounded them up and she gave these kids uh, basically orders. They had to massage people. They had to jerk them off. Other people they mentioned, Kevin Spacey, uh, Senator John Glenn, um, you know, all of these people. Like, this is an elite power structure that we're talking about here, and it's not anything new. They've been doing it forever. So why is this important? The other reason why this is important, or uh, this is another item in all of this between the Epstein and Maxwell deal, another item in all of this that nobody talks about is what happens on Great St. James. Yes, that's right. Jeffrey Epstein has a second island. It's right next to Little St. James. It's right next to Pedo Island. But he has another island called Great St. James. Nobody talks about this island. As far as I know, the FBI did not go to Great St. James. But Great St. James has been taken out of the news. Nobody is speaking about it. Nobody's asking any questions about it. So I suspect the real damage, the real disgusting behavior didn't necessarily happen on Little St. James. It probably happened on Great St. James. And that's why you're not hearing about this. But going back to my other point, why is Ghislaine Maxwell in the situation that she's in? Because if she is one of those individuals that rounds up kids, and forces them to commit sexual acts with elite patrons. Everybody knows about it. These people are very well off. They've got innumerable connections. They know how to turn stories on and off in the media. They know how to fund things. They know how to bribe people. They know how to shut them up. They know how to kill them. So why is Ghislaine Maxwell on trial if she was so connected to these powerful individuals, giving them forbidden fruit in the form of children? I think we have to start recognizing what Jeffrey Epstein was trying to do in the New Mexican desert. Everybody remembers that Jeffrey Epstein had a ranch in the New Mexican desert. And look up all of the other individuals and organizations that had ranches that surrounded his. You're talking about very, very well-to-do people, including many of them owned by the Vatican. Why were they in the New Mexican desert? If you look there, and by the way, this mansion, this ranch, was frequented by the Clintons, Hillary, Bill, and Chelsea. Often. They had 20 rooms, if I remember this correctly. I'm doing this from memory. They had 20 rooms that Jeffrey Epstein was trying to give to young women, and he wanted to impregnate his seed in all of them to create a, a basically a Jeffrey Epstein offspring. He wanted to seed the next generation, literally and figuratively, with his kind of genetics. 
So you're talking about a eugenics program. You want, you're talking about somebody that wants to continue the legacy and also somebody that wants to be above the law. Now, what would you do with these people? How would you legally be above the law? And to answer that question, we have to look into Ghislaine Maxwell's supposed nonprofit organization, Terramar. And this is Chris Michaels via OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. You're listening to Resonance. This is Resonance via OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. I'm your host, Chris Michaels. We're here every single Wednesday from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you can listen to me anytime you'd like on OnTheWakeUpRadio.com, or you can find me uh, on all of the podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and everywhere else. You can find me at Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. This is Resonance, by the way. Um, so listen to us, listen to me, listen to everybody. Um, but that's all you need to know. So we left it off with what I think is going to be the main reason why Ghislaine Maxwell is on trial. Because if you've got somebody as well-connected as she is, and she is providing forbidden fruit in the form of children and for pedophiles, then why would somebody like her be on trial, especially with her links to the Mossad and the CIA? Her family was riddled up to their eyeballs with Mossad members. Her supposed husband, remember when they found her in New, uh, what was it, New Hampshire or Vermont? I forgot which state it was. But they found her hanging out there when they were looking for her. They said, oh, well, she, she apparently got married. The person she was married to, I forget his name, but he is part of a logistics consulting company. So you can only imagine the kinds of contacts that he has, and you can only imagine the types of things he could smuggle through cargo containers. You all know what I'm talking about. You're talking about children. But so if you've got somebody that is enabling that kind of behavior and a source and allowing elites to access that kind of uh, th those kinds of products, a lack of a better term, otherwise known as human children, um, what is the real reason behind this? And it has to do with Terramar, in my opinion. The Terramar project was something that Ghislaine Maxwell came up with. She's gone on TED Talks about this. She went to the United Nations about this. So this is something that a lot of people had their fingers in. The Clinton Foundation, which, by the way, Clinton Foundation was essentially funded by Jeffrey Epstein. The Clinton Foundation funded the Terra Mar project and got it back on its feet or got it on its feet to begin with. So if you look up the Terra Mar project, you see a lot of references. Oh, this thing was a non-existent, uh, non-profit. And it basically closed down in 2013. It really didn't. It didn't close down until 2019, and it moved locations. It went from California, and it ended in the United Kingdom. So what was it doing? If you look at the tax records for it, it nothing is going on there. They had like 6000 bucks in there. But Ghislaine Maxwell made sure that she billed the Terramar Project $500,000 for some reason. Uh, basically, she was paying herself. The Terramar Project, and now this is from an old, old article from 2012 that is probably going to be memory hold. So I copied it into an email. Um, and because I did a search for it, I couldn't find it. But the, the article is the Terramar Project Ocean Citizenship with Waterfront Views. Oh, and so 
The author says the Terramar Project, and this is from CBC, so it's the Canadian, I think, Canadian Broadcasting something or the other. It's, it's, it's a Canadian periodical, um, which aims to raise awareness of how important our oceans are and combat the serious threats the oceans face. They want to, at Terramar, reframe international waters where under or which are under no nation's jurisdiction as a country that we are all citizens of by default. To that end, they offer, Terramar offers free passports to anyone who wants to get involved. So why is that an important statement? They're making it seem as though that the international waters belong to everybody, which legally they do. And also, they have a completely relevant phrase in there, which are under no nation's jurisdiction, which means that if you do not stay within a certain distance from a country's shoreline, there are no laws. It is now referenced to as international waters. So you can do anything you want and be what they reference as a sovereign. What else are sovereigns? Nations are sovereigns, sovereign states. The Pope is a sovereign. The royal family and the royals anywhere, whether you're talking about England, Spain, Portugal, Norway, whatever, those are sovereigns. They are not citizens. Citizens have rules. Sovereigns do not. Citizens make up the political body. Sovereigns govern the political body. That is the important point to all of this. And so they continue on. It's a big puff piece. Oh, we want to protect ocean wildlife. You can be the ambassador of the cuttlefish. You can pick any animal you want. And goodness gracious, they wanted to come up with an interactive map that showed where all of these other non-governmental organizations are working, where they're drilling for oil. You can monitor the whale migrations. Oh, gosh, what a lovely, lovely proposition for all of us to expand our knowledge about water, international water. Okay, so that's the article. But if you look into this even more, particularly particularly on uh, Wikipedia, I know, I know, it's Wikipedia. I try not to reference Wikipedia because Wikipedia is easily manipulated. We all know that. But Wikipedia, on occasion, does something. Uh, it, it offers a good summary at a treetop view. Okay, so Scott Borgensen, listed on Terramar's board of directors of, uh, for 2013, we're talking about all sorts of wonderful things about the Terramar project. And in June of 2014, Maxwell Borgeson spoke at the event in Washington, D.C., sponsored by the Council on Foreign Relations. And they titled it Governing the Ocean's Commons. The Ocean Commons, okay? Tax documents and blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to go into it any further. But what are they referring to? They're referring to something called the global commons. What are global commons? 
You have to look at maritime admiralty law to figure out what we're really talking about here. And you also have to start looking into international waters. Global commons, it is known essentially as resources that everyone in humanity has access to, such as a watering hole, such as the world's oceans. What is international waters? What is making up international waters? Well, you, like I said, you've got a certain distance from the seashore, which belongs to a nation, but otherwise, once you go beyond that distance, you are now in international waters, and you no longer are governed by any laws. Being that a pedophile and child trafficker set this up, you now start to understand why they wanted to establish something called the Terramar Project, where you are a citizen of a uh, basically a supranational nation where laws of regular nations no longer apply. International waters are considered the international waters themselves, the surface of the water, so below and above the surface, the international seabed, underground, under the international seabed, international airspace. So we're talking about the air above the water, and this is the important part. What is considered international waters? Outer space, Earth's orbits, the moon, celestial bodies like asteroids. Those are considered in international waters. You can go down that whole road of saying, oh, well, it's the, the water of the heavens, the waters of Earth. And you get down that biblical road and that occult style road where we live in a firmament and all that other stuff. But ultimately, this is why Terra Mar is important. Ghislaine Maxwell and whoever was funding this stuff, they were trying to create a supranational nation, a governing body that is not, uh, not uh, I can't think of the word right now, it is not beholden to any nation on earth, and it had access to any of the global commons, including outer space, including whatever resources are below the surface of the water, below the seabeds, and into outer space, such as resources on the moon and asteroids. You're looking at a breakaway civilization to get away and become a threat to the global order. That is why Ghislaine Maxwell is on trial. It has nothing to do with trafficking kids because all these people could cover that up if they really wanted to. They can make it look like Ghislaine Maxwell committed suicide. Ghislaine Maxwell was trying to create a breakaway civilization and they couldn't allow it. You're looking at a faction fight among the hyper elite. So this is Chris Michaels. This is Resonance. We're here every single Wednesday from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time via onthewakeupradio.com. You can find me on all of the other podcasting platforms for my own podcast last call with chris michaels there's something in the way you roll your eyes takes me back to a better time flawed individual thanks for keeping the lights on Diane. Cindy Ashby On the wake up. You, the people, have the power. The power to create happiness. Let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. You, the people, have the power.
by the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power, but they lie, they do not fulfill that promise, they never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us all unite. OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform.